This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you could have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, May 3rd. If you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com and click on the Contact Us button, and then we will get your note. Very easy to do. Today, we are talking to John from Tennessee. Welcome to the program, John. What can we do for you, sir? Me and my wife are getting closer and closer, I think, to what we call a fire. Uh, and we're trying to see if we were ready to potentially you know, retire early. All right. Wait a second. I want to hear about this. So did you guys really go all in on the financial independence, retire early? Are you really going to retire and like travel the world? Or are you going to do something else? Tell us what the plan was. Yeah, I think it's more of a do something else. Like you're saying, we've been saving really hard and, you know, working hard and, uh, you know, keeping our spending in check and things like that. And I think we're uh, ready to kind of move on and maybe do something else. Uh, It's exciting. That's great. Okay. So tell us a little bit about what is going on when you say saving hard, which I love that term. Um, What have you done? How how much have you put away? What's in retirement? What's in non-retirement? Okay. Um, Well, maybe I'll start with income. We're we're still working. Uh, We're both 38. We are bringing in together about 185,000. Great. Yeah, the easy one from a debt perspective, uh, we do still have one student loan of about 25K to pay off. Otherwise, we have no debts. The house is paid off. The cars are paid off. Wow. How much is the house worth? Uh, about 300000 And you're going to stay in that house? That's the plan. Okay, great. So how much do you guys need to live on? Um, we're, we're about right around fifty k. Uh, so Tennessee is pretty low cost of living. So we're, we're only about a 50K. Before you came on the air, I said to Mark, I can't believe because we read your email, right? And so he, I said, oh my God, they're in their 30s. And I said, I don't know, are they really going to be able to do it? He goes, well, I don't know. Maybe they live in one of those really low cost places. So that's good news that you do. Right now, let's talk about like the non-retirement savings first. So what do you have saved either? First, let's do emergency reserves and then like a brokerage account. We have uh, like cash, about 60000 in savings. So basically trying to have about a year's worth of money there. Perfect. Um, may or may not use that to pay off that student loan. That's okay. kind of the logic there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a brokerage account, so that's again, not retirement, uh, right about 600000 Wow. That's great. That's <laughs> fantastic. And do you have that invested in index funds or other stuff? What's in there? Yeah, it's predominantly a total stock market, low cost index fund. And then on top of that 600, you also have retirement accounts? That's right. How much? Um, so all of the Roths together is 380000 
the 401ks altogether is 820,000. Dude, you're killing it. <laughs> you're killing it. No kids? No kids. I that's why. This is a great story. Holy smokes. So what do you think happens next? I I mean, obviously you're young, but when we talk about doing something different, what would different mean? What would your what do you perceive to be the income level that you would go to if you step down if the, in this new endeavor universe? I think both of us with having, you know, being early and where we're at, I think we would probably try to look at doing some other kind of part-time jobs that are, you know, fun jobs, basically. And what do you think that would pay you? I mean, do you think you could cover your 50 grand a year of basic expenses? I think we would be pretty close. If both of us were doing part-time, I think it would be pretty close. What's the timing of this, do you think? Um, Well, I'm still working this year, or at least right now, I'm I'm front-loading. I didn't mention I have an HSA as well. Oh, good. So I'm front-loading an HSA in my 401k. Uh, basically, I'm trying to knock those out before I do anything. How about knocking that out and then you guys knock out the student loan and then you step down? What do you think about that as a game plan? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But I, mm-hmm. it's just so crazy to be thinking of, you know, potentially, you know, I don't know, maybe hopefully I'll live, live another 50 years and it's weighing on me to figure that I can do this. <laughs> well, I mean, first of all, can I just say you've done an incredible job. So that's number one. Number two... I don't know what you do for a living, but, you know, it is a hot labor market. So I think sometimes people feel a little bit weird walking away from a hot labor market. And I think that may be also sort of in the background here. But it's also possible that you take, you you kind of scale back and you see how it feels to maybe, you know, get through this period where you front load some of these accounts, you pay off the student loan debt. And then maybe it's possible that you have a different approach to what work is once you're in this place. I mean, do you hate your job? Uh, I've been with the company for 14 years and the the internal politics have been getting pretty rough. So yeah, I'd say it's kind of getting to, to the point I'm ready to do something else at a minimum. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. What about how you would manage healthcare costs? Because we're going to have to account for that, right? Because if you don't work, I mean, would you work part-time enough to get health insurance from another organization? Yeah, that's that's why I was thinking of part-time for that very reason. You nailed mm-hmm. it. Yeah, otherwise, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I'm thinking that we would do a bunch of Roth conversions maybe while I'm not employed maybe, and then maybe live off of those contributions or conversions. 
But yeah, the healthcare is going to be brutal. Yeah. I mean, that's why I think having some something where you can get some healthcare or defray some of the healthcare costs that would be important to me. I mean, I think if you slowly convert, I say slowly convert, and you guys are, let's say you're in, you'll be in the 12%, basically, right? If you're in the 12%, you know, you could convert staying in the 12%, or you could decide that you'd like to convert and be in the 22%. It depends how quickly. I mean, look, I don't know how long this is all going to last. I sort of feel like we're living on borrowed time with the Roth, not the account itself, but the ability to convert. If you want to try to accelerate that while you can, that's fine. If you want to do it slowly and roll the dice, it's not that big a deal, right? But it would be nice to have the amount of money in your traditional environment versus Roth be more equalized, which I think you're also considering as well. And you can pay the tax that's due. I mean, you've got the brokerage account, so you can live on some of that money. You could say, I want to be able to access this to either convert or conversely to spend some of the money. But it sounds like you're in really good shape. As long as you tell me that these expenses are not going to balloon from 50 grand a year to 90 grand a year. Yeah, very, very valid point. But I feel like uh, I've been saving so hard for so long. I just don't see that in my in myself, just switching to that logic. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, and tell me about your your wife. I mean, is she on board with all this? Is she feeling okay or more nervous? What's the what's the breakdown between the two of you? Yeah, you're you're kind of my tiebreaker in that regard. So she's more nervous about this. And so I, I have been looking for additional advice uh, to kind of say, yeah, we're ready for this or not. First of all, I want to just say this, that I very rarely go against the wife. I want to be clear. I really don't. I don't like to do it. I'm. A, it's like we have a sisterhood. We are connected. Okay. That said, I think that you guys are in good shape. It would be both of you doing this. In other words, if she were to feel nervous, would she keep working and you could step away? Is that a possibility? I think that's exactly what's probably going to happen. Okay. I was going to say, if she keeps working, does she keep getting health care? Yes, she would. I mean, listen, if this is going to work, you have to both be on board with it. Okay. So she has to be on board with you saying, okay, if you don't want to work, babe, I love you. Keep working and we'll get our health care. And that's great. I am going to pull back. If that's going to annoy the crap out of her, (laughs) that's one thing. But if she's really like, you know what? I just don't feel comfortable doing it or I don't dislike what I'm doing enough to step away, then that's okay too. It shouldn't prevent you from doing that. In some respects, all that you have done in this, forgetting about calling it fire or fine or anything else, let's just say that you guys with your extreme saving have bought yourself opportunities. And that's an amazing place to be. Those opportunities that you are about to cash in on do not have to be for both of you equally at the exact same time. You may be a better spouse if you are not working hard and feeling crappy about it, right? And she may be a happier spouse, not fully leaving where she is right now or yet because it makes her feel more comfortable. So I would be a little bit more suspect of like, we got to do this together and we got to do it all at once. Like you could see how it goes. And maybe if you finish at the end of this year and you take a step back and you start the process, maybe that's a good way to dip your toes in the water. Maybe that's a great way for you guys to say, all right, let's see how it goes. And maybe you're going to be like, Ugh, I don't actually like this. <laughs> or, or, or maybe she's going to say, this is great. 
we're in good, good shape. I love having you ho- at home doing all the crap that I don't want to do. Now I can just go off and do my thing. So what's her income alone? Uh, 65K. So I'm right about 120. So it's sort of interesting to me because what you could really do in this process is if you got rid of your income, all that we would be saying is we get the health care from her. We basically pay most of the expenses and you would get a part-time job to cover whatever she do, her salary doesn't, but you would no longer be saving. And that's really the big issue, that you would no longer be in this extreme saving position. She might put some a few bucks in her retirement account. That's fine. That might be a more prudent game plan from my perspective, just to see how it goes. It's just amazing because this is such an example of what can be accomplished. Because did you guys inherit anything or is this all based on your saving? Saving. Yeah. And they and look at the salaries. They're not huge salaries. It's just amazing what people can accomplish. When you live in uh, Tennessee and you make a bunch of money and you are saving, 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 this is what it can be. The thing that's really fascinating to me is that it sounds like you're kind of tired of the extreme saving. It's hard to do it. It is. Do you have any regrets right now about living this way? No, I don't think so. Uh you know, I, I, I live a pretty simple life and I, I enjoy it. I don't, I don't regret anything, you know, just kind of burned out, you know, just like everybody else, I think. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's one thing to be burned out and feel like, you know, you have no choice. Burned out and with options, that's pretty amazing. Quick other things. You guys have wills and powers of attorney and stuff like that? I told my wife that we have to have that done before I leave. Uh, That's work, so. very good. So you've done extreme saving, but not extreme estate planning. It does. It's not. It doesn't have to be extreme. Hey, listen, John, you're in fantastic shape. Keep in touch with us. Let us know how it goes. Tell your wife to keep working. It sounds like you're in really, really a fine, fine, fine place. See, get it fine. Financial endeavor, financial independence, new endeavor, next endeavor, whatever it is. You're in great shape. So congratulations and enjoy it. So let us know how it goes, okay? Will do. I really appreciate it. A pleasure. Okay. You don't need to be fine. You don't even need to have a fire under your butt, but you might have a financial question and we would love to help you out. In that case, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact us button. And after you do that, you'll be taken to a form, fill out that form, tell us what's on your mind and let us know if you'd like to come on the air with us. Mark will do everything else. We so appreciate when you listen to us. We drop our episodes here at Eye on Money every Tuesday and Thursday. Mark Talercio is the co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by our pals at CBS. We like to remind you to do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel a lot better. It will make you feel better. Curiosity, compassion, community. That's our mantra here. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you next week. If you like Money Watch, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wondery.com survey. Get one of the most successful broadcasts in television history on your schedule with the 60 Minutes podcast. Hard-hitting investigative reports, news and culture maker interviews and in-depth profiles are waiting for you in every episode. Listen to 60 Minutes ad-free on Wondery Plus. 
Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Devi Adaris. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast. And to ask Jeff some questions, because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. 